This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 535 and Bush on Rock 102. Bush? Bush. Uh, George H.W. or just W? Just uh, just the regular Bush. Just B-U-S-H, Bush. Yep. Uh, Bush Light? Nope, just Bush. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, boy, I tell you what, this is some kind of summer. Uh, once again, the Thursday night events were canceled, whether it was the uh, Court Square concert or Destination Bike Night, canceled again. Uh, today... Cloudy with afternoon showers possible, a high of 82. Tomorrow, cloudy with afternoon showers possible, a high of 87. And that'll be um, Johnny Six Gun at Sunny's tomorrow night. And get a load of this. Sunday mm-hmm. and Monday, a hurricane. What? Yep. We're going to get a hurricane. Like the drink with the rum in it? Uh... Well, if we're lucky, mm-hmm. we'll have that too. Right now in downtown Springfield, it's seventy-two degrees. We got uh, we got stuff to talk about today. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure uh, something. I'm out. down one tooth. You oh, oh one less tooth. How much money did you get? Uh, actually, how much money did I spend? <laughs> well, no, yeah. but the tooth fairy, right? Yeah, well, I had, uh, when you when you reach a certain age, you have to pay the tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yes, that bitch. So uh, there's that and uh, and other stuff. And Dave Coombs from Laser 993 will be here. It's going to be a great morning. Giddy up. It's uh, 537 at Rock 102. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true icons. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Twisted Sister on Rock 102. Oh, that's such a pretty song. You don't like it? Uh, you know, there's a time and a place. Yeah, I love the re- love the reference to Animal House at the end, though. That's cool. Mm. What, what do you want, uh, Landslide to kick us off this morning? Yeah, yeah, Landslide would be nice. Uh, uh, that other uh, pretty pie, pretty Piana song from uh, Christine McVie. Uh, yeah, this this uh, Twisted Sister. Nah, Bush, please. How about yeah. how about Jimi Hendrix with Hey Joe about shooting his mama down? Yeah, that's coming up at seven okay. on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Uh, hey, how about yeah. some Hollywood trash on Rock One Hundred Two? There have been rumors about Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz being a couple, and on Wednesday, get this, they were seen on a bike ride in New York City. Really? Yeah. They could have hit me with the bike, and I wouldn't recognize them. You don't recognize, uh, isn't it Lisa Bonet's daughter? I don't know. Thanks for bringing up a bike injury again, John. Uh, I appreciate you know, that. Uh, I meant my motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> uh, Selena Gomez doesn't regret handing her social media off to an assistant four years ago. She says, quote, this tiny little phone that had 150 million people on it, I just put it down, and that was a huge relief for me. Was that a conference call? Well, no, it was the people on her Twitter page. Oh, 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 okay. That's you meant. She was on the phone with 150 million people. I don't think uh, many people realize how many celebrities have assistants doing their social media for them. I wish I had that, you know, instead of like hiring a chef or having a maid to clean up somebody to do all this Mm -hmm. gosh darn social media. That would be awesome. I found a better way. Don't do it. Yeah, but then you miss out on all the good stuff. Um, There's no, uh, there's no, uh, what is it, FOLO, FOMO. Fear of missing out? Yes, exactly. Well, 
Yeah. Yeah, but you know, we are also being measured, I think, as radio personalities by the numbers we generate and the engagement that we get. Well, I'm 6'4", so um, my numbers are all set. <laughs> Got your numbers right here. Yeah. Uh, Disney wants to give their theme park animatronics a level of intelligence where they can move, talk, and express emotion on their own. They're currently working on a young Groot, and don't worry, they will not be replacing the human performers yet. Yet, exactly. They will one day. Sure. Once they figure out how to do it, it'll it'll be, uh, and actually there's something else I want to talk about later that uh, Disney is starting. They've already started it in uh, California. They're looking to start it now in Florida about, it's like the airlines. You pay a little extra, you get a little extra. Yeah, well, that's usually the way it is with most things in the world. You pay a little extra for something, you get more. That's uh, the way it is with hookers. Except relationships. No, not relationships, but hookers. Yeah? Yeah. Well, a good hooker. A bad hooker will ask you for more and then take the money and tie you to the bed. You speak from experience, Steve, or not? Well, no. Uh, <laughs> Take got, your one suit. Yeah, my one suit. That was my Mo Ginsburg. Yeah, you uh, just got it at Mo Ginsburg. Will I see you again? Demi Lovato said they uh, they cringe when looking at old photos of themselves looking super hyper feminine because they don't know who that is anymore. And yeah. I don't know who that is now. They also said their gender identity will be a journey forever. Ah, that's great. Uh, Heidi Klum was on The Tonight Show the other night where she defended her fried spaghetti recipe. Apparently, this is a common way to make spaghetti in Germany. You fry the noodles, an old egg, and top it with ketchup. Wow. I can't believe I'm not watching The Tonight Show. That is kind of gross, though. Kind of stupid as well. I don't mind the fried noodles with the egg because that's kind of like uh, that's kind of like how the Chinese do the pork fried rice. You know, it used to be uh, the Tonight Show, particularly back in the Johnny Carson days, uh, could make or break a career. If you came on the Tonight Show simply to talk about your fried spaghetti, I don't think you'd ever be back on. Yeah, but it's Heidi Klum. She can talk about whatever the hell she wants. She's already uh, she's already captivated America. 20 years ago. Still, nevertheless. Uh the uh, Hugh Jackman movie Reminiscence is out this weekend. It's up against the revenge flick, uh, revenge flick The Protégé, and the horror thriller The Night House. I think Paw Patrol comes out this weekend, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Paw Patrol? Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that. Isn't that a, that's a sequel, right? Yeah, I think, I think it is, actually. Yeah. You're right. Wow. Uh, some soul-crushing moments from children's movies include the deaths of the deaths of Bambi's mom and Simba's dad, the ending of Toy Story three, where Andy gives up his toys, and when ET goes home. Yeah, those are all pretty pretty much of a bummer. Um, trying to think of uh, other times, not so much movies, but uh, TV. You know, when Elmer Fudd got shot in the face, or. That other time that Elmer Fudd got shot in the face. <laughs> or that time that uh, Daffy Duck got shot in the face and his bill was in the back of his head. Yeah. Or or, uh, or Bugs got shot in the face. Or that time that Bugs put his two fingers inside the double barrel shotgun. And, and it, it backfired. And, and yeah. blew uh, Elmer Fudd's head off. Yep. Or that other kid's movie, Deer Hunter, when Christopher Walken shoots himself in the head. Oh, no, I guess. Wait, no, that was no, uh, not the PG version. Wow, you really brought us to a dark place, Dave. <laughs> why, why did you bring all that up, by the way, about the kids' movies, Steve? What was the deal with that? I don't know. It was just, just a story. Apropos it was, of nothing, huh? It was if just written there. If it's written on the sheet, <laughs> I'll just do it. 
Uh, Peacock dropped the trailer for the upcoming Frogger game show. It's an obstacle show, kind of like Wipeout, and contestants can win $100,000, and it debuts on September 9th. You know, I had the high score on that Frogger. I, I do remember that at the pizza shop. Right. Wow. Yeah. You had to uh, try and get the machine out of the shop without losing the high score. Uh, and then uh, the guy, he fixed the holes on the wall. The out, the holes? The outlets. The outlets. Yeah. It's the other way around, but that's okay. The uh, Blues Traveler tour bus uh, crashed on Wednesday night, sending three, including lead singer John Popper, to the hospital for minor injuries, but they still will be performing tonight as scheduled, so it couldn't have been that bad. Where uh, where are they performing? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Huh. Don't give us the runaround. Come on. Give, give us the details. No, that, that would seemingly have been a, an important part of the story, but I'm guessing Rochester, they didn't include it. Ah, there you go. There you well, go. Well, what difference does it make? The tour bus crashed. No, because I might want to go. John Popper's, you ain't going to go to a blues traveler show. You don't know that. I love the blues. And I'm insured by travelers. Oh, look at you. You got the you got the whole the double uh, yeah. our action going on exactly. there for you. Uh, next year's 57th uh, Academy of Country Music Awards will be live streamed exclusively on Amazon Prime. Remind me to drop my Prime membership. Yeah, well... Or at least not to tune in that night. Well, the reason why it's making news is because they're going to be the first major award show to do that. Mm. Other ones were on like CBS and NBC. Yeah, and they are getting the lowest ratings ever. So now they're saying, uh, well, why don't we go over to one of them streaming services where we won't have to spend as much for advertising. It does seem like a like a waste to Total even do waste. these things yep. when nobody's even watching them. Right. And that is your Hollywood Trash on rock. Stop one. it. I'm just uh, trying to get I know what you're doing, but it's irritating as hell. <laughs> it's like the guy on ABC News who mm. does that whole thing to right. the end okay. of the story. All right, that's it. We're done. Oh, yeah. There's a great event going on to benefit the Shriners Hospital here in Springfield. Stacey Perlmutter is the director of development at Shriners. This- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 608 in the Almond Brothers on Rock 102. Uh, oh, I got to turn it on. Yeah. So, uh... They're not talking about uh, a rainout today. In fact, let me take a look here at the uh, the hourly stuff because um, uh, oh oh now the Weather Channel uh, face uh, cover page is red Mm-mm. for the hurricane watch. Mm. But today it's a it's a chance of showers, but uh, not anything. Actually, there isn't even a shower on the map until 9 p.m., okay? So that's pretty good. Tomorrow, some sunshine. They don't have any rain uh, at all. So maybe maybe it will be completely dry for uh, Johnny Sixgun at uh, at Sunny's. But Sunday and Monday, hoochie mama. Lots of rain. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a, a hurricane. There's a hurricane a-coming. Could uh, could very well uh, cause some damage, knock out teeth, in some cases. Yeah, uh, I actually just had one knocked out yesterday. So so uh, go go through. I'll, I'll go through the whole, uh, yeah, the whole yeah, story yeah. here. Uh, I think it was like Sunday. I started feeling a little ache in my my back, one of my molars in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really think much of it because it could have been just like a minor toothache kind of thing. But it got progressively worse over the next couple of days. And by Wednesday, I finally said I need to go to the dentist. Uh-huh. This isn't working out for me. And then, uh, and then he, the dentist, uh, says, "Yeah, well, that's that's got to come out." 
because that's causing some issues there. Right. So, But I don't do that. No, he doesn't do that. Yeah, because I'm just a dentist. Well, they send you to like a surgical place is what it is. Did you have to be knocked out? No, they just uh, they just loaded you up with Novocaine. Yeah, well, a dentist should be able to do that. Well, he doesn't do that, so whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it, this is the thing. So they call the place, and of course the place is closed on Wednesdays for some reason. It's closed on... I thought you said it was open. You talked to somebody, but the doctors are not there. Okay, no, no. So I don't think anybody's... They have office hours from 8 to noon on Wednesday, but I don't think anybody's doing any procedures there. I got you. So there's no doctors there doing it. Anyway, I call yesterday... Uh, because uh, there was nobody there on Wednesday afternoon, so I called yesterday morning, and I was telling you this uh, yesterday morning, that uh, the first I there's like five different offices of this this one group. Mm-hmm. So I call the one, the first one, and uh, the lady was like, "Well, uh, you, you we have an appointment in October." October. And I'm like, "This is an emergency." She goes, "Well, I guess if it's an emergency, you got to call back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m." It's an emergency, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, we only take emergency calls at 8 a.m. and then it's first come, first serve until wow. that. 9 a.m. emergencies, we're not concerned well, with. Well, and then I'm 8 thinking to myself. 40 emergencies, we don't care. I'm doing this job. I can't uh, call at 8 a.m. because I don't know how long I'm going to be on hold of for. Of course not. not. You have your priorities. So uh, I said, uh, just for craps and giggles, I'll call the other place, the, the one in Westfield. So mm. I called that one, and the lady was super helpful, and she says, are you having like severe pain? And I said, yes. And she goes, all right, we're going to squeeze you in here this afternoon at 145. That's how to do it. Yeah. What time was this? Uh, that was at 9 o'clock. 9 yesterday. o'clock. Yeah. Still, it's uh, it's uh, four and a half hours later. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever, as a former 911 dispatcher, I don't think I ever remember uh, answering a phone and having somebody say, uh, I, I just accidentally cut off my leg. And I'm bleeding heavily, and I would say to them, all right, well, we'll get an ambulance there for you before dinner. Well, I mean, as as long as they were going to see me yesterday, I was happy about it because the thing needed to come out. It yeah. was causing me so much pain. Yeah. So whether if I had to wait four hours or not, I still was happy that I got the appointment. It was just the idea that the other place, the same company, told me to call back today Yep. At 8 a.m. Right. Well, and I love how they jam you yeah. in between two regular appointments there. Yeah. It means they probably got to like speed up the root canal on Mrs. Edelstein right. in order to get you in that mini slot that they have. Well, so I figured since I was, uh, that since I was, you know, going to be squeezed in, I was going to be waiting a very long time. I was in and out of there in 45 minutes. Well, of course, 45 minutes? Because yeah. then they got another patient that they got to Yeah, they probably squeezed somebody else in. Yep. So, so, uh, um, so they pulled it. They put oh yeah well they didn't quite pull it cleanly right it broke yes. as he was pulling it out right nice so then he had to like dig down yep. and pull it out that's it, and- that's what happened the last time I had a molar removed yeah. in fact there was a point where the man the dentist had his feet on my shoulders <laughs> well he, this came uh, this was Doctor Sodu I I, 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 was, uh, I would say Doctor Sulu. Uh, but Dr. Sodu, uh, he's like, all right, just breathe. That's all you got to do is just breathe. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, you could pump me full of 10 gallons of Novocaine and it's still not going to stop the pain that's going on inside this this mouth right now. Well, you wait a minute. So you you had pain? I had I had pain 
prior to the pulling oh, okay, out. Okay, yeah, I was going to yeah. say they yeah. didn't and do then, the Novocaine right then. No, he paint. did the Novocaine, and he kept he must have pumped it three, four times, and it still wasn't fully like numb. Yeah, but I but... said, just take it out. Yeah, you know what I hate? Even if you're all <laughs> numbed up when they're going to yank a tooth, I hate like the cracking sound and the yeah. The, well, the, oh, yeah. I knew when he went. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't get it. I know you didn't get it. And then he's like, well, it's, you know, he's like, there's some pieces here. So he's, he did it again. Yeah. And then, uh, it was like, I don't think I've ever experienced pain like that ever before. I'm and experiencing like, a, a feeling myself right now. Yeah. Uh, down in that, uh, that very, very private region down below, uh, the boys, but not quite as far back <laughs> mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, where, yeah, and it's just coming right up through me. I just I hate these dental stories. Yeah, and it was uh, it was awful, and I was I almost I felt like I was gonna pass out mm-hmm. after wow. it was done, and it took me a good fifteen twenty minutes to kind of collect myself. Yep. Afterwards, and John, do you think there's anybody out there who's being soothed by this story? No. I mean, like, nope. Ah, this is so nice to hear yeah. right now. I I really enjoy. And by the way, now you got a big uh, cavity or a hole in there, right? You got to be worried about what is it? Dry rot? Is that what they say? Oh yeah, but I've been uh, I've been eating uh, sesame seeds and oh. poppy seeds oh, and well, all that good stuff all morning long. So yeah. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. See, I'm. Uh, I, this is the kind of thing. That's going to make me not do what I'm supposed to do. Right. <laughs> I, I've had, uh, I went to the dentist about a month or so ago for the first time, uh, for two, for first time since COVID began and the first time since I started chemo. And, uh, and this was the, despite having spoken to a friend who had previously had chemo and, and radiation treatments. And I've had radiation treatments as well. In fact, I'm still having those too. Um, who said who had to have all of his teeth removed because the radiation <sighs> basically yeah. destroyed them. And so I go to the dentist like a month and a half ago. I need like five or seven crowns mm. and nine <clears throat> or ten fillings. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he, gave, he even gave me an estimate. It was like it was like going to Mako. Uh, for a car estimate, well, it, it runs down the whole thing and shows me how much thousands of dollars. Well, as long as you're not going to the Jiffy Lube of dentists, I think yeah. uh, they're pretty accurate when they give you how much stuff was gonna. How much was it? Was it like thousand, like tens of thousands? Of it was dollars? all. It was like nine grand. Yeah, of which I'm responsible for half. Head on over to Doctor Zell from Marathon Man. Is it uh, safe? No, 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 no! Don't <laughs> even see. Now that's a oh. movie I have never seen, oh. and that's why because oh. I've heard that described. Oh yeah, and uh, and that's no, I can't. Uh, yeah, Sir Lawrence Olivier working over yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. It's a good movie, man. Nah, you should watch. No, but no. yeah, that would be like the the uh, the gimp scene I walked out of on uh, on uh, Pulp Fiction. I would need to leave. As good as the movie is, I would not be able to watch that, or even stay in the theater. I would imagine. So I, uh, I pretended I was a boxer, uh, you know, for a good hour and a half after that because spitting, spitting out, out blood. blood and, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the other thing I can't stand. I felt like uh, you know, uh, Meredith Burgess was yelling at me from a corner, going, yeah. "Come on, you yeah. got it, one more in you." You, you know, know sp- the other movie I can't watch, by the way, is American History X, where there's that curb stomp. No, I walked out of that. Yeah, I walked out of that too. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so I was uh, I was pretty much incapacitated for the rest of the day after that. Mm-hmm. And even now, uh even now that that feeling of that hole 
See, because I also need a tooth pulled. I need a I need a wisdom tooth taken out because uh, it's not working. I've, I've gotten got no wisdom over the last sixty years. Uh, but the tooth has to come out, and I hate that feeling until it heals. The, yep. the thing that I don't get is how come they don't do the gas? You see all these videos of people I know. Like on the gas expense. And the, well, is, a lot of them. It depends. So my guy, uh, he doesn't have gas either, and I've been going to him since the building was built. I'm talking about the this complex down here at the end of uh, at the end of Westwood mm-hmm. uh, near near North Main Street where they got, you know, a north, south, east and west building. Those are relatively new and by that I mean probably 20, 25 years old. Uh and they didn't he explained it to me, they didn't plumb the building with gas when they built it. Mm. So, I don't know why he couldn't add it afterwards. But he does not use gas either. Well, well plus that requires extra training and uh, another level of liability for the dentist too. I I'm, think I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I would love to have the and and uh, the last dentist I went to was like uh, it was like Peter Sellers in that uh, the Pink Panther movie. He'd give me a good whiff of the gas, then he'd take a whiff, <laughs> and then I'd take a whiff, and then we just the two of us would giggle together. Didn't uh, Tim, uh, what's his name, do that on Seinfeld? Uh, oh, Watley. Yeah, yeah Tim, Tim Watley. Dr. He, Watley he, did he, it. He, yeah. he did a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Say hello to Mr. Thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. But uh, it was. it's uh, It's out now. I'm healing. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel as lethargic as I did yesterday. And you're speaking just fine. Well, s- sort of. I, I got a little slur going on there. What's, um, what's uh, oh, well, when they pulled that. Pulled out that needle. You let the expletives fly. Oh yeah. Um, what uh, <laughs> What uh, did you get from the the tooth fairy? Uh, I got a bill for twenty one dollars and forty six cents. Oh, man, it's yeah. not bad. That bitch. Well, I said you, when you reach a certain age, the tooth fairy doesn't visit you anymore. Mm-hmm. You visit the tooth fairy, and then you got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay, and you don't even get a happy ending for no. it. No, well, you did get your cavity drilled. Well, <laughs> not the way you want it to. It's uh, six twenty at Rock One Hundred Two on one of those summer evenings when the twilight lingers for what's live at Rock One Hundred Two. Hello. Whoops. Uh, so, Hurricane Grace is uh, now hitting Mexico. Grace, she died four years ago. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. You but, never saw the, uh, the Christmas vacation with Chevy uh, Chase? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm is not that sure. Imogene Coco up on top of the... Uh, uh, oh, that's the regular uh, vacation. Yeah, I think, it was right? regular vacation. But, uh, you know, I'd like to think I have a little Grace. Well, uh, you can't have a little Grace. You either have Grace or you don't have Grace. Or you say Grace. Okay. Let's eat. All right, I don't want grace. I don't want grace. I don't have grace. I don't even say grace. I don't want to deal with grace. No, that was not the line. See, I'm doing. I'm doing Seinfeld. You guys are riffing. I'm just uh, trying to move this show along. I this think. show stopped years ago. <laughs> There's Let, no moving along. Of no, it. no. Let's laugh. Right. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, uh, hey, Steve, get this. I got, uh-huh. a, I got a bunch of quick uh, dentist jokes. All right, quick dentist right? jokes. Let's go. What, what's the best time to go to the dentist? What time? 2.30. Hey! Ah. Uh, 2.30. Oh, the go. dentist says, uh, my teeth are like a string of pearls. 
Each one of them has a hole through the middle. Hey, yo. Ah. <laughs> yeah. The dentist says to me, look, I got to pull this tooth. Don't worry. It'll just take five minutes. And I says to him, I says, well, what's it going to cost? And he says, $90. I said, $90 for a few minutes of work? He goes, well, I can take it out slower if you want. Oh, ah, I see. Oh, why did the two dentists get married? Why? They were enameled of each other. Ah. <laughs> you know, uh, I heard a dentist was arrested for dealing drugs locally. Oh, yeah? To say I would be surprised is an understatement. I've been going to him for 10 years, and I never knew he was a dentist. Ah. Ah. <laughs> see, it's as funny oh. as a... As a Tooth being pulled. Yeah, way to finish strong, John. Yeah. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. org slash best shot. It is 6.32 at Rock 102, and it is time for news. A hurricane watch has been issued for Tropical Storm Henry as... Uh, Henri. Henry. On, and by the way, I don't know where I got Grace. Grace is the hurricane now hitting Mexico. But yes, it's Henri that's on its way here. Is that with an I instead of a Y at the end? Uh, it is. You know uh, what? You can't call something Fred and then spell something Henry and then ask me to pronounce it Henri. Yes, you can. No, it's you like, can't. It's Does like that... spelling something Richard and saying it's pronounced Richard. No, that's not how that's supposed Steve, to work. Steve, it's a French hurricane. Well, Henri, uh, as the system appears to be heading towards New England, the U.S. National Hurricane Center says Henri is uh, tr- on track to begin impacting the region by Sunday. The hurricane watch covers parts of New York's Long Island and coastal Connecticut and Massachusetts. Forecasters say the main threats are storm surge, wind, and rain. Henri is out at sea in the Atlantic Ocean and heading west, but is expected to make a turn towards the north and approach New, New England coast. It is expected to strengthen into a hurricane by Saturday. That's just what we want. Well, I mean, uh, they, they're giving uh, the hurricane... I forget which comes first, the watch or the warning. But obviously, it's worse along the coastline. Yeah. Um, and, and we are expected to get, they said something about like uh, on the west side of the hurricane, you get rain, and on the other side, you get uh, wind. So we're going to get we're gonna get mostly rain. That's what we need. We need the rain. N- no, uh, we do not need rain, particularly uh, when I was working out yesterday. In my uh, in my sunroom, and realize that one of the skylights is leaking. Oh, that's not good. No, that is not going to be good for business. That means you're going to have to get a whole new roof job. No, I'm not going to need a whole new roof, but I probably will need the uh, the sunlight, uh, the skylight rather, uh, recocked. 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 Yeah. 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 Gotta get a caulk gun. Well, what about the guy that prevents you from getting that uh, caulk gun? The, the, the caulk tease? The caulk tease yeah. or the caulk blocker? Yeah, right, right. A uh, juvenile was arrested after an illegal firearms investigation in Springfield Thursday morning. According to Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Walsh, she said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy that's dating this girl that said the 16-year-old man was arrested about 10, 15 a.m. on Fernwald Street for possessing heroin and cocaine. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> the juvenile was a target of the investigation after detectives learned he was in possession of firearms. Detectives then searched the juvenile's home on Montclair Street. Two firearms were located in which uh, one of them was a large-capacity firearm as well as additional heroin and cocaine. In total, approximately 200 bags of heroin and 26 bags of cocaine were seized. Uh, the uh, 
Worst thing I had when I was 16 was a pack of cigarettes in my pocket. Yeah. Well, the dealers do this on purpose because if you if you catch someone over 18 uh, with that quantity yeah. of drugs, they're going down for uh, distribution, but they give it to juveniles, assuming that the juvenile will be dealt with more leniently. That's uh, that's exactly what the how was it? It was explained to me years ago when I was working uh, for the railroad mm-hmm. all the live long day. Yeah. Uh, that they would send, there was a group, of, it was like a crime syndicate that would send in kids, yeah. you know, yeah. to break into the the trailers, right. the tractor trailers, because if those kids got caught, like you said- They're going to juvie. They're going to juvie. They're yeah. not going to federal prison like right. you would be if you were had broken into one of those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, you would always see kids walking around, yep. trying to break into stuff. Second graders- Third no, graders. They're more like seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. yeah. A uh, Springfield man has pleaded guilty uh, to conspiring to traffic cocaine and launder money. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 53 year old Miguel Betancourt of Springfield pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute cocaine and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Betancourt was indicted in November 2017 after a 14 month long investigation into a large scale drug trafficking organization. That was being supplied by Mexico. See, this is a guy who didn't have enough juveniles. To work it for him. That's true. Betancourt admitted that he purchased five kilograms of cocaine with intention to distribute. In order to pay for the drugs, Betancourt used state line auto sales in Enfield uh, to launder, by the way, Enfield, Connecticut, if you didn't know where that oh, was. Oh, okay, thank you. To launder money from drug sales by sending two vehicles registered in another person's name to a distributor. He also wired $9,500 to a co-conspirator in Mexico. He faces twenty up to 20 years in prison when his sentencing arrives on September 20th. Uh, A jury has found a man guilty for aggravated rape of a child in Hamden Superior Court this week. According to Hamden District Attorney uh, Spokesperson Jim Lydon, Lamont Johnson was found guilty for three counts of aggravated rape of a child as well as assault and battery with a dangerous weapon on a child under 14. He was sentenced to 16 to 18 years in state prison. Johnson was charged after an investigation by the Holyoke Police Department and the Hamden DA's Special Victims Unit. It was discovered that Johnson had raped, sexually abused, and physically assaulted three children under the age of 14. In a statement uh, from the district attorney's office, Anthony Galuni said, I am overwhelmed by the courageousness of the victims in this case who testified in open court to the horrific acts perpetrated against them. I think the detectives and investigators from the Holyoke Police the Mass State Department of Children and Families and Bay State's Family Advocacy Center, and my office's special victims unit, particularly, he just was thanking Th- Thank you. For, yes, thank for everybody. Yeah, I have a feeling Mr. Johnson, because of his nefarious deeds, is not going to be treated too well in prison. No, he's he's kind of low down there on the, uh, on the pecking order. Mm. But, uh, Steve, don't you have some more uh, pleasant news, happy type of news? Two people had to be rescued from their vehicle <laughs> after the heavy rainfall in Springfield yesterday morning. According to the fire department, crews arrived on Roosevelt Avenue to help two people from their vehicle Due to high water levels on the road, officials are reminding drivers to look for a different route if you see that the street is flooded. And also look for alligators swimming nearby, too. How about that here in Western Mass? What are you talking about? Uh, Western Mass News has has a story about an alligator in our midst here in Western Mass. Maybe somebody released a pet or something like that when it was getting a little too big for the tank Mm. that they had it in. I had not uh, had not seen that. Yeah, Audrey Russo, my buddy, who was a reporter for Western Mass News, uh, told me about it uh, yesterday, actually. Now, Steve, where on uh, Roosevelt are you talking about? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm going to guess, because uh, it's usually this is the way it happens, under the overpass of where uh, State Street passes over uh, Roosevelt. Because that's it's like the uh, it's like the underpass on uh, I, I think you're on East Columbus Avenue. By the time you get to this uh, place, just before oh damn it, what is the, uh, the the street you take a left on to go up to the oh damn it, what is the name of the bar on the end of that street that you turn on? To? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember. I have no anything. idea what you're yeah. even talking about. It's a railroad. It's the railroad trestle. That goes over uh, East Columbus Avenue. Yeah, yeah, and because of the way the road dips, that's that's where the flooding is. Yeah, I uh, I would I would just assume you're right because I really don't know that road all that well. Well, uh, yes, assume I am right then because I am. Yeah, uh, this is what Dave was talking about. State leaders were working on uh, finding an alligator spotted in a local river and getting it to safety. A consultant for the Massachusetts Environmental Police was at the Connecticut River for hours searching for the alligator. This all started after Western Mass News viewer Joseph Madison spotted the young reptile under the Morgan Sullivan Bridge that connects Agawam and West Springfield. Last night he was just beached on the, on the beach and a fisherman was trying to fish for him, so we had to get him out of here, said Madison. Madison called the police Wednesday when it happened. Eventually the gator swam away, and now the search is on. Well, how do they know this is even real? Oh, if it swam oh, away, was it an animatronic there's alligator? Because pic- there's a picture of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's been seen by numerous people, by the way. Yeah. Well, how do we know that's the location? Because the, he said so. Well, just because somebody said so oh, doesn't mean Steve, that actually- are you going to just question what everybody says all the time? Well, you do. Well, you do. No, you do. Well, then why don't I put you in a little sundress and th- parade you down the town square? Uh, somebody had it as a pet. It's not wild. It didn't drive up from Florida, but somebody had it as a pet and just dumped it here. Said drove uh, up from Florida. The environmental police. Yeah. Well, he said it didn't drive up. From right. I, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, they're encouraging people to stay away from the area and the alligator, but uh, to report any sightings to the environmental police. So. Well, you don't. Uh, you don't want to get bit by those things because no. they carry Gatorades. <laughs> ha, see, ha. Yeah. Yeah. you see what I did there? Yeah. Well, they're uh, they're interviewing some very uh, interesting characters under the bridge. <laughs> well, there's always interesting characters yes, under the bridge. I know. Uh, OnlyFans, a site where fans pay creators for their photos and videos, is planning to ban sexually explicit content. Sons of bitches! Did they know that this is how they're staying in business? is by offering the sexually explicit content. A spokesperson says the ban will start October 1st and the results of requests from banking partners. Nudity is still okay if it's consistent with the company's policy, but it's not clear what that policy is. OnlyFans has become famous as a space for celebrities to interact with people on a personal level as well as a place where sex workers can post and get paid in a relatively safe manner. OnlyFans says it has 130 million users and 2 million uh, creators who have collectively earned $5 billion. $5 billion? Yeah, there's like everyday people who are just posting pictures of themselves in lingerie and things like that, and they make money. I am everyday people. Okay, Sly. Mm Mm-hmm. I got you. Sure. Uh, Yeah, uh, there's a lot of money in nudity. I got to tell you- um, it still it still amazes me um, what what people uh, seemingly 
are doing that. Again, I understand the idea that what is being presented in some porn uh, might not be as authentic as it's presented, but um, it, it would appear as though, from what I've seen, that um, for every story you see in the news of a man who was pleasuring himself in his car and was seen by a witness who called the police, mm-hmm. there appear to be 10 others who will help him. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Who will, who will help him and finish for him. That's that's my guesstimate uh, from what I'm seeing. That, that That's a good assessment of, of <laughs> yeah. that entire situation. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, from all the things I've heard about OnlyFans, I've never signed up for it, but... It's like these people are making tons of cash off it. Apparently. Uh, A 52-year-old man in Tennessee got arrested on Wednesday after he jumped into a river naked, hopped on a log, and floated along while singing the Lee Greenwood song, God Bless the USA. It sounds like a great day. I hate that song. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Someone called 911 around 11 a.m. and said they saw a naked man clinging to a log in a river about 70 miles east of Knoxville. The man, uh, his name is uh, Troy Hunt. And he refused to be rescued. They tossed him a rope for, from, from a few different bridges as he went by, and he wouldn't grab it. But they were worried he might go over a dam that was up ahead, so they tracked him from a helicopter. Damn. He made it about 10 miles before they finally pulled him out of a boat, a boat ramp in the middle of the public park. When they asked him why he was naked, he said the current must have ripped his shorts off. Uh-huh. Of course. He also said he didn't grab their ropes because they were yelling at him, and it hurt his feelings. Oh, well, Grab the go. rope! Yeah. Oh, you're yelling uh, at me. Oh, they're yelling at me. They think he may have been doing some drinking earlier that day. Well, at least he's got an excuse. You know, while he sings, uh, what was the song again? Uh, God Bless God the bless USA. USA. Yeah, you, uh, Meanwhile, uh, you see the guy uh, outside the Capitol yesterday mm-hmm. in the pickup truck claiming yes. to have a bomb, Yeah, and he didn't have a bomb, he and just... he came out after like five hours. See, these are, the, these are the kinds of people who want us to believe that they are true patriots, when, when the truth is they're, they're just about one step away from being locked up in a, in a psychiatric ward. Yeah, where was the bomb? There wasn't any bomb. That's what I mean. Right, it's right, like, right. What, what, you know what? Uh, Although he you, did have two thousand pounds of coins. Yeah, but <laughs> but those were for the tolls on ninety five. <laughs> but I mean, you go through all that trouble mm-hmm. saying that you have a bomb, right? And then you don't. Have you don't a have a bomb. They're calling your bluff. Yeah. yeah, and and you and you you know you you're making uh, threats. You're saying you know go ahead and shoot me and I'll take out two buildings. Well, you know, bomb, 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 no bomb, bomb. Uh. Yeah, well, that didn't work out for him very well. No, and, 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 did, and it doesn't for most of these people. And neither did it work out for the Lee Greenwood guy. Nope. Who, who's, uh, by the way, if his name was Mike, that would have made that story even more fun. Yes, yes, having a last name mm. being Hunt. Yes. Right. Your uh, P- Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy with a chance of a shower uh, later on this evening uh, at a high of 83. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 88. Sunday and Monday, Hurricane Henri is expected to uh, hit the region, so we'll get lots of rain from that. Good job, Steve. It's uh, 71 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true rock. It is 655 in Skinner on Rock 102. So they've uh, they've stuck me in the deepest, darkest depths 
of this building where you belong uh in this in this studio uh, alone because of uh, my immune compromised situation and the surge that's going on now at least there was a mirror a mirror uh, a window in the studio where you are so you could look out and get some kind of idea what it's like out mm-hmm. i didn't realize until i just saw the live shot on 22 with uh, adam strepthroat standing there and you can see that it's uh, it's sunny out it's actually a nice sunny morning. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. Because Where though? Because it's not out the window here. Doesn't look like it. Looks uh, cloudy oh. here. Yeah. All right. Well, the downtown Springfield, from uh, what strep throat was showing. Yeah, that's um, probably video from like three days ago. Uh, no, there was somebody uh, walking down ninety one holding today's paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, just very quickly, because I want to talk about something else after seven o'clock. But uh, apparently, MGM has decided that they are in fact going to bring back poker. Uh, before the end of the year, near the end of the year, and that it will only be, uh, what are they right here, 10 or 12 tables, not the 28 that they had previously. Hmm. So a lot of people, they've gotten a lot of complaints about not bringing back the poker room. Um, So they're going to bring it back near the end of the year at half its size. Half its size? Less, Less than half, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, look, it's not a winning game. It's not a, the, the house doesn't make a lot of money on poker. So that, that's why they're not going to dedicate all that room, the poker room, to, uh, to a game they don't make money at. Well, yeah, but you're also bringing in people. Uh-huh. That are uh, hopefully going to spend their money in other places, too. Um, they must, uh, they must not. I mean,. It, it, it it's not enough money. I'm guessing that they can't because this is what they've done with the pandemic since the pandemic is just just fill the room with uh, slot machines. We're gonna make more money that way, even though we already have you know thousands of slot machines. Right. Uh, we will make more money by putting a couple hundred more in. And I'm you know I'm making up numbers, but uh, either way, uh, so poker will be back by the end of the year. Next hour, I want to talk about golf. It's uh, 6.58 at Rock 102. Before she builds classic rock, it's 7.12 and Foreigner on Rock 102. So a mix of sun and clouds today with a chance of showers. Kind of the same uh, for tomorrow. But then Sunday and Monday, uh, Hurricane Henri uh, hits the uh, New England coast and uh, will come all the way inland to affect us as well with probably a lot of rain. So we have that to look forward to, which will make uh, golfing over the weekend, a bit more difficult. Uh, Dave, I know you're a, you're a big golfer. Yes. Um, do you, for the most part, walk or use a cart? I enjoy walking. Uh, if it's really hilly uh, or if it's really hot, I'll take a cart. But I don't like to. I like to get my exercise and my uh, torture all in the same dose there. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it turns out the uh, pandemic has contributed to a substantial rise in rounds played and spawned another novel phenomenon, the verifiable notion that golf, when a round is walked, is exercise that can supplement a fitness regimen since golfers routinely burn 700 calories or more and traverse up to six miles. Yeah. Um, now, even more if you're hitting them like into the woods and you're yeah. having to search for your ball. Constantly yeah. walking back and forth. Yep. Uh, propelled by the advent of lightweight, trendy carry bags and technologically sophisticated push carts, 
the stereotypical perception of the sport has been a sedentary golfer zooming around the court with the cart full of mixed drinks. Uh, yeah, that's the villages right there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what we do down in the villages. You got a mixed drink there in your golf cart, but uh, I uh, I don't walk. I um, first of all, I get my exercise on the stairmaster. Um, I'm I'm lucky. That really the only side effect I get from the uh, chemo is uh, fatigue. I, I played two full rounds of golf this week, and by the end of the second one, I was absolutely wiped out, and that was with a cart. Wow, so even riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even with a cart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I I prefer it that way. The, one person here says, well, walking the two minutes from shot to shot can be peaceful meditation. Yeah, exactly. I think you sometimes play better, too, when you have chance to kind of be in the moment and think rather than you know hitting a shot, zooming to the next shot, hitting a shot, zooming to the next shot in the car. I, I, that's why I, another reason I enjoy walking. Well, one of the things that, that I mean, I my mind works uh, way too much over time. So I played, uh, I played uh, Tuesday. In a, in a foursome, and uh, the other two guys in in a cart had um, music playing through the phone, through a phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, I heard one of my least favorite songs of all, <laughs> uh, A Horse With No Name by America. Oh, yeah, that would do it. And then it became my earworm for the remainder of the round. Every single time I stepped up to the ball and put myself in the, in the position of uh, going into my backswing. I've been through the desert. On a exactly. Journey. And I would have to back off yeah. and, and do it again. And I just could not get rid of it. Huh. Uh, the increase in walking rounds at some golf courses has seen a 300% increase. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, in 2020... Uh, golf facilities hosted 50 million more rounds than they did in 2019. 50 million. Yeah. That's, am I crazy or is that a lot of holes? That's a lot of holes. But, but you know, in some places, you know, like around here for some reason, as social distanced as golf can be, they closed many courses. In many other places, they didn't. And that's how you had more golfers in 2020 than 2019. Some golf carts, by the way, back to the music, are equipped so that you can plug in your iPhone right yeah. into the cart. And some of them even have speakers. Now, are you for or against the idea of music on a golf I mean, other than that song that was your earworm, just in general. No, I'm against it. Me, I like, me too. I, I like, you know, I'm no, I'm no Tiger Woods. I'm not going to back off at the click of a camera. But, uh, but the sound of music... No, I, I don't care for that. If somebody in my foursome wants to do that, I guess you go with it. But what I hate is somebody from like a different foursome, say a right. hole or two over, right. and they've got it playing so loud you can hear it on your hole. Right. That's what I hate. And, and their ca- golf cart is jacked up, yep. and it's bouncing up and down <laughs> yeah. on its chassis. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, a consortium of public health experts with help from several governing bodies, including the World Golf Federation, researched 342 previously published studies on the sport and linked playing golf with better strength and balance and a lower risk of heart disease. Mm. Another study of 300,000 found the death rate for golfers to be 40% lower than other people of the same age, sex, and socioeconomic status. Um, Believe that uh, carrying their bags across the typically undulating topography of a golf course 
burns 721 calories. Walking with a push cart uh, can also burn 621 uh, calories. And even riding in a cart, playing nine holes, burned 411 calories on average. Just swinging the club, practice swings, can kill 100 calories. Now, what I also saw... In, the, in those two rounds, I saw this once each day, was somebody with a golf cart, with a golf bag on a, on a wheeled cart that was remote controlled. Yeah. That is just the epitome of narcissism. Well, is that any worse than having a personalized golf cart? Because I know guys who have that with like a Red Sox logo well, on there or a Yankees logo. Yeah, that it is different because those people might use those golf carts again, like in the villages. They've got thousands mm-hmm. of those because they're they're used as primarily transportation. So it's not about just the golf, but I mean, obviously, this guy's only using this thing on the golf course, and it's clearly to. Look at me. I have uh, what I presume is a very expensive uh, remote-controlled golf bag. I mean, come on. What what are you trying to prove to me? uh, You you got money. Yeah. Maybe. Big deal. Maybe they're handicapped in some way and they you know enjoy the game of golf but can't push a cart but they can walk uh, yeah. six miles yeah, you know uh, something wrong with their arms or whatever it's it's pomp it's pomposity <laughs> that's um, my opinion i i just you know come on you, you look look this, this and i don't know whether is this like a dog does it stop when you stop does it turn when you turn i think you've got a little remote control button in your hand that you use that's what that's what we were trying to figure out whether or not he had it. We knew he had something in his hand. We yeah. didn't know if it was a remote to operate it or a phone, possibly with an app on it. I would lose the little clicker probably oh, yeah. somewhere yeah. on the course, and then I'd be screwed. I did play uh, like a month ago with a guy who also walked, who had his own push cart, and uh, I mean this thing had everything. It had it had uh, beverage holders yeah, on it. Yeah. It had a small little compartment right at the top that he could just you know reach over and and grab a an energy bar or uh, whatever he whatever he had in there. And uh, the thing looked nice except for the walking part. Well, the speaking of golf, the PGA's uh, three week playoffs are underway. I don't know if you follow that at all. And uh, Richie Wierenski from Springfield. Not doing too well after day one. He's a uh, five over seventy six. He's thirteen shots off the lead. Maybe one of his partners is playing music, distracting yeah. him. horse yeah. with no name or something like Probably. that. Probably, or or maybe playing one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I'm not out there to walk. Mm-hmm. To to me, it's it's all about the ride, and and, uh, and I don't necessarily have to be the driver. Um, but I will say that there are some golf courses out there that clearly have not put money into their cart paths in a very long time. Yeah. The ones that are paved, you know, mm-hmm. the paved cart paths. Right. Uh, you know, once you get to the end of that, then you're on your own. That's understandable. But if you've got a paved cart path, uh, maybe you could fix it up a little bit. It's 721 at Rock 102. Oh, according to research, 82% of people... Were- text from somebody who is clearly voice texting because it's a lot of mumbo-jumbo, but... Uh, what they're what they're pointing out is kind of like I guess what I thought with the music uh, yesterday talking about what's classic, you know that a 
that Creep from Radiohead is a, is a 25-year-old song. Mm-hmm. It turns out this guy says, these bags that I'm, that I'm thinking are new have been around for like 30 years now. And um, he says you can program it to be a certain number of feet away from you. Uh, and, and then when you walk back to it, um, you can hit the button and it'll go again. Yeah, see, this is where it starts getting a little hard to read. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, Rodney Dangerfield's bag? Yeah, that that f- popped the club up into the air. Yes, yeah, that yeah. would be cool if you could tell it what club you need, and then uh, that club comes up from the bag. Uh, I need it to hit the shot for me too. The way I'm well, playing, let me tell you. At that point, hey, yeah. let me tell you, hey, uh, hey, we're all getting laid. Well, um, that'd be nice. The other, the other thing I can't figure out, and obviously this is kind of like you know why. Apple doesn't create a phone that won't die after three years because they want you to buy another phone. But um, for all the technology that we do have and all the ability that we have to find things, I I don't understand why we don't have golf balls yet with the GPS uh, chips in them. Yeah, I think they would be really lousy golf balls if they had that in there because it would affect the flight of the golf ball. When my game gets good enough that I have to worry about the flight of the golf ball based on the quality of the golf ball, <laughs> then I'll begin to worry about it. Hey, speaking of golf, my buddies Greg and George are teeing them up uh, just a bit at uh, Chicopee Country Club, and I just want to say, hey, best wishes, guys, because it's George's birthday, and I couldn't, oh, I was boy. not able to join him for uh, today. That's a, yeah. that's a shame. Um, it, what, what the hell was I just thinking of? Yeah, the balls. I mean, I just that's how I rate my game. I don't keep score. Uh, like I played the other day, I played very well, but I did not score good. I hit some very good. Sh- My short game sucks, oh. and and I I mean I hit some good drives. I hit some good fairway shots. It's a thing called practice, John. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't uh, I don't go for that. I can't go for that. No can do. Uh, news is next at uh, seven twenty. Uh, uh, well, oh, oh, it is uh, news is next. But uh, I do have a pair of tickets <gasps> for the Tom Petty tribute uh, uh, band coming up to uh, Westfield River Brew this weekend. Oh. Caller ten at two nine three one zero two one will win those tickets. Good luck from Rock one zero two Springfield's Classic Rock. News is next at seven twenty six at Rock one zero two. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true icons. This is a- at the door. For more details, visit Arena Civic Theater's Facebook page. 731 at Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive 40% off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102. A hurricane watch has been issued for Tropical Storm Henri as the system appears to be heading towards New England. The U.S. National Hurricane Center says Henri is uh, on track to begin impacting the region by Sunday. The hurricane watch covers parts of New York's Long Island, the coastal Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Forecasters say the main threats are storm surge, wind, and rain. Glad this isn't the week I decided to go to Block Island. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, man. Henri is out at sea in the Atlantic Ocean and heading west, but is expected to make a turn towards the north and approach the New England coast. It is expected to strengthen into a hurricane by tomorrow. The, the bad part is, uh, I told you yesterday, I noticed that the uh, a skylight in my sunroom is leaking. And I uh, I, actually, I reached out to my uh, my stepfather, who's a, a contractor, and I said, you know, is there anything we can do about this? And he said, well, you can't do anything while it's wet. Uh, and I'm going out of town for a couple of days. I'll come over on Sunday mm. and help uh, patch it up. That was before I knew anything about 
Henri. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be coming over Sunday. No, I don't think so either. And I think, I think uh, the the leak is going to get worse. I think you're going to have it's going to get worse. Yeah, there's no worser. If it's wor if it's bad and then it's worse and then it gets beyond that, it, it's worser. You got a bucket? Yeah, I put a towel down there. Oh, that'll help. Yeah, yeah, that'll stop all the water. No, the it towel. won't. Uh, it'll 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 soak it up though. Uh, Westfield firefighter Richard Paul, who faces a charge of enticing a child, has resigned. Paul, who's a city uh, veteran city firefighter paramedic who was released on $10,000 personal surety in March, has had been on an administrative leave. He is scheduled to appear in Westfield District Court for a pretrial hearing on September 22nd. The fire commission is scheduled to vote Monday on whether to accept Paul's resignation. Paul is accused of sending explicitly, uh, sexually explicit emails to a person he believed was a 13-year-old girl, but really was a Massachusetts police officer. The charges came as the results of a government-executed sting. He allegedly sent the emails from a city-owned computer at the Northside Fire Station at uh, 129 Southampton Road. Always a, always a smart one there. Yeah, that's not really something you should be doing on the, on the, on the clock. Hey, uh, you shouldn't be doing it at all. Well, I know, but, but to be doing it on the clock. Yeah. Hey, uh, quickly, my Cliff Clavin moment for the day here. Mm. Uh, worser is a word. I checked. Merriam-Webster defines it as an archaic use of the word worse. Mm. Considered non-standard, but does apply and is well, legally a word. So there I, you go. I am considered non-standard. <laughs> yeah. Who's this Miriam lady anyway? Uh, she's a very nice yeah. lady, a very smart woman. Well, just because she's a woman doesn't mean she's right. Hey, stop it, Steve. Uh, by the way, the example they give is from William Shakespeare. I cannot hate thee worser than I do. Yeah, see? There you go. And uh, eventually I'm going to get supposedly in there too. <laughs> I don't think so. MGM Springfield said Thursday it has inched up in employment as it reopens from last year's coronavirus shutdown, uh, surpassing 1,000 workers at the end of June. The casino says it continues to do well with most goals for local hiring and workforce diversity, but it's uh, behind in its goal for the percentage of women employees. The report was provided by to the Mass Gaming Commission. It covered the second quarter of the year, April 1st through June 30th. The report said MGM uh, had uh, 1,034 employees as of June 30th, consisting of 774 full-time and 260 part-timers. Three months earlier, at the end of March, uh, MGM reported having 973 employees, consisting of 777 full-timers and 196 part-timers. Yeah, you, you wonder when they say uh, uh, the lack of females, are we talking about probably a combination of waitresses out on the uh, gaming floor and housekeepers in the hotel? Um you know, those are two jobs generally done by women. Um, and and I have to say, having been there at least once after the mask thing was, was taken care of, um, very, very long wait to get a drink mm-hmm. to the point where they actually make announcements saying, uh, we apologize for the, uh, the delay in beverage services. And it's like, you know, it wasn't bad enough already that you were watching us to time our drinks. Because I know they've been doing that in Connecticut for a long time. And MGM has been doing it now as well. You're really not supposed to get more than one drink per half hour. Um, Now you're lucky to get one every 45 minutes, not because they want to make sure you're not intoxicated, because that's how long it takes a waitress to get to the table. 
Well, I mean, to assume that would just be a woman doing that job. I did not assume that, Stephen. I said that the women are predominantly in those positions. Well, the, the thing is, it says uh, some 42% of employees are women as compared to the agreement to hire 50% women. But if women aren't applying, then oh, you yeah, can't right. really hire them. Yeah. So it's, it's the same thing their like they, fault. They also agreed to hire an X number of minorities and an X number of Springfield residents. Yeah, no, if, if, if people aren't applying, then... They're not being held to those yeah. standards. The minimum requirement is 35% uh, for, uh, for Springfield residents. They're at 37%. Oh, that's In addition, bad. 52% are minorities compared to its goal of 50%. Oh, and so they're seven, over on those two categories. And 7% are veterans as compared to a minimum requirement of 2%. There you go. Uh, but again, you know, I, to go back to the point just a few moments ago, if those people aren't applying, veterans or minorities or mm-hmm. whoever, then you're not going to reach those numbers, and it's not. I don't think that's the fault of MGM. Well, no. If you have a set number of categories that you're supposed to meet, as you mentioned, females, minorities, veterans, all of which, by the way, they're over those numbers. Yes. If if you can't get them, if they're not applying, then you are allowed to hire other people, even though they may not fit into those categories. So it's not, you know, if they're not hiring as many people as they need, that can be partly their fault because they are trying to keep those categories going. But like you just said, they're up. They're above the minimum right. for those categories. For the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, U.S. officials are struggling to speed the pace of evacuations of Americans and Afghans at the Kabul airport. In a hopeful sign, the State Department says it expects a major increase in the number of uh, in the number to be airlifted soon. But obstacles remain, including Taliban checkpoints and paperwork problems. With an August 31st deadline looming, tens of thousands remain to be airlifted to safety. As of Thursday, about 7,000 people had been evacuated in the U.S. airlift, including about 2,000 on each of the past two days. The State Department says it expects another 6,000 to be flown out soon. There's an article on drugs this morning that says many of these planes are only half full. Um, You know, the problem is is that the Taliban isn't, there are Americans, let alone uh, Afghanis, there are Americans who are having a hard time getting through to the airport because of uh, paperwork issues. They're not even concerned <laughs> with COVID. Uh, you know, they, they would put six COVID-infested people on a plane with a thousand on it just to get them the hell out of the country. But um, did you see that, that one cargo plane the other day? That had uh, hundreds and hundreds of people on it. Yeah, all just standing, uh, and I believe it it flew to uh, Qatar, which uh, I forget how many hours away they said that was. But uh, no beverage service. You, you're lucky if you could get a blanket. And, yeah, I don't and think you can any... ring that bell as many times as you want. Nobody's coming. Yeah, there's a there's no peanuts being served on. The well, plane. there could be peanut allergies. That's not surprising. Well, yeah, that's why they do pretzels for the most right, part now. Exactly. A uh, bizarre scene unfolded in uh, Creola, Alabama, Sunday night after two men were shot. On Sunday night at their home on Skidmore Road in Creola, Tracy Reeves went to her husband and told him there was an intruder in the home. That led to gunfire between the home- homeowner, Frank Reeves, and Michael Amaker. What Tracy Reeves didn't tell Frank Reeves was that Amaker was her longtime boyfriend and had been living in the home without her husband's knowledge. Oh, no. 
Captain Paul Birch with the Mobile uh, County Sheriff's uh, Office said the uh, boyfriend had been living in the house for more than a few days. She had been allowing him to stay within the home for a few days, providing him food. There were bottles of urine in the room, which indicated he had been there for a little while. Frank uh, Reeves suffered a gunshot wound to the chest. Amaker was shot in the leg. Both were taken to a hospital where Amaker remains. Amaker faces several charges, including attempted murder, possession of a controlled substance, firearms, and other charges. Drugs played a role in the incident. Deputies noted Tracy Reeves was intoxicated at the no time way. of the shooting and was too incoherent to be interviewed oh. at the scene. And too incoherent to dump out the urine bottles into yeah. the toilet. Well, you know, that's... Uh, that's at least your concern. Right, right. That's the last thing you're thinking about when you're like, oh my God, my husband just shot my boyfriend who's been living in my house for weeks. Officials said Hamburger is well known in the methamphetamine community with multiple past charges of manufacturing possessing a controlled substance. Birch and investigators believe there is more to the story. They said it could uh, have been a murder-for-hire situation, a possible explanation for why Tracy Reeves told her husband there was an intruder. Yeah, also probably he's less her boyfriend than he is her dealer. Yeah. Uh, Birch also said, another thing with meth, people that are on meth, not only do not only do they have paranoia, they can't keep their mouth shut. So if there was some kind of diabolical plan, it is very possible Amaker, Amaker has told uh, some other people prior mm-hmm. to that, not after the fact. They're not saying uh, they're not saying though whether she was uh, letting her boyfriend or dealer live on another floor or or just in a different room. In a different room. Yeah, I gotta believe it's another floor well, too. Well, maybe it's the room that nobody goes into. Yeah, but I mean, is the husband, uh, the homeowner, uh, you're gonna be told you can't go into a certain room? Well, do you don't you have a room in your house you never go into? Yeah, but the door is open and I can see what's happening in there. Yeah, some people like to keep that door closed. Yeah, it's like a yeah. storage area. Yeah. Is he on meth too? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. If he if he's not, he should be. <laughs> he should start. Anyone who wants to eat, drink, or exercise indoors in San Francisco must show they are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 when one of the nation's most stringent restrictions on unvaccinated people takes effect today. The city's mayor said the mandate is needed to stem the rise of COVID-19 cases, and the rule goes beyond New York City's, which requires only the first dose of the vaccine for indoor activities. Restaurant and bar owners say they plan to have extra staff at the front door to verify people's proof of vaccination and make sure they match their identity cards. Yeah, I want to talk after eight o'clock. I want to talk more about this because the, there's some interesting ideas uh, going on out there, interesting opinions, and uh, we'll talk about the um, COVID afterwards. By the way, did you ever hear the Gulf Coast of Alabama being referred to as the Redneck Riviera? Absolutely, no, <laughs> yeah, really? never heard. That. I never did either. Yes, the quarterback <laughs> Kenny Stabler used to have a place down there. Yeah, yeah, back in the heyday. Never heard of it as Redneck Riviera. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's actually a cool name. Um, did you know today is National Radio Day? Yes. What? It's National Radio Day. There are more than. Uh, here's some facts for you. you ready? Uh huh. The uh, first commercial radio broadcast was in 1920. Now there are over 15,000 radio stations in the U.S. and more than 40,000 worldwide. And six Uh, companies who own them. And I have some facts for you, too. Do you want to hear some facts? Of course I do. One in five Americans say listening to the radio is one of the top little things they look forward to each day. Little things. Little things. Mm -hmm. And a poll in June was found that the number one thing people missed out that was the one thing people missed during their commutes last year, you know, mm-hmm. when they didn't have to go right. to work. Yeah, there was no morning drive anymore. 
A study uh, found a study by Tinder in 2016 found radio personality was one of the sexiest jobs you could have. Hey now. Yeah. What year? 2016. Yeah. I didn't get on Tinder until 2019, uh-huh. so, you know. Yeah. It now a, it's podcaster. Yeah, right. It ranked 5th, but we uh, fell off the list in yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, the radio is the 11th most important invention of all time. That's according to a poll that uh, came out in October. The top three were electricity, phones, and vaccines. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I'm curious as to what the other, uh, however, what the number between three and 11 is. Do you eight. Know, the do other you, eight. Here, here's a little, uh, little trick for you. Do you know what FM actually stands for? Frequency modulation. What does AM stand for? Amplitude, Amplitude modulation. What See, do you think? We're idiots? Yeah. Actually, because I worked with a guy who didn't know that and was a, uh, he was a kind of a boss. He was Although a big I, boss. I will say this, I knew those two things, but I'm still very lucky to have this job because I believe it may have been one or two years before I got my broadcaster's license that the test was the kind of thing that I never would have passed. Never, ever would have passed. It was a much more complicated uh, uh, engineering-based exam just to be an announcer. And I and I know I wouldn't have passed it. Uh, here's another fact for you. Did you know why FM signals can't reach as far as AM signals? Uh, because they're not as powerful. Well, it's not just that. <clears throat> FM signals go straight across, and so yeah. when they hit a mountain, they stop, whereas AM signals bounce up and down, and they can go over mountain ranges, and you can hear AM stations at further distances. Yeah. And and, uh, and I and I will say, you know, as far as the sexy part goes, mm-hmm. uh, when I was uh, much younger, um, th- that that was true. I mean, uh, it was not uh, it was not hard to find someone to be with, shall we say? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Still, even even to this day, I uh, I, I had uh, uh, dinner last night with a friend at uh, White Lion, and uh, at, at one point she went to the bathroom, and then a, a woman came up to me, and just very very nicely, she said, um, "Hi, John. I I didn't want to bother you, but I it's so good to see you out." Um, I've been listening to for, I've grew up listening to you is what she said. And you know, there's just, there there are certain times when people come up and say things like that, that are just genuine and heartfelt and, Mm -hmm. and, and it feels good as opposed to, you know, there are other people too, who are kind of more obnoxious. Hey, about O'Brien, the where's your yeah. pussy bike that you're yeah. riding here yeah. today? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And I'm usually like, Dad, I told you I'm not riding today. <laughs> um, but but then uh, also uh, a drink was brought over to us, and the uh, the waitress said, this was paid for by someone else. And I and I said, oh, was it this woman? And, and I described her, and she said yes. And then as they were leaving, if you know White Lion, the front of the building is open. It's an open-air uh, restaurant. So I said thank you to her, and again she was very, very nice, and uh, that's what I would say. If if you uh, if you see me somewhere uh, where there is alcohol being served, don't just say hi to me. Buy me a drink. <laughs> yeah, just give me free stuff. And uh, by the way, the idea of dating listeners. <laughs> yeah. 
John, a guy that you and I both worked with, uh, you here in Springfield and me in Syracuse, Jim Rodeo, uh, yeah, yeah. he said that when he was on the air years ago, I think in Chicago, he would get uh, you know hit on by women calling the request line, and then he'd set up a date for after the shift and tell that woman to stand on a certain street corner wearing a certain, you know, oh, type, yeah. and then he would just, if it was if he'd drive by and take yep. one look at her, nope. Keep yeah. driving. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did that myself. Yeah. Met a, I met a very nice, uh, very nice girl. I ended up getting a new car out of it. Um, but it was one of these things where uh, you know I said uh, I'll meet you at the the ground round is where it was. Oh hey, yeah. And I said uh, I said I'm five two African American <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And you go over there, and you could sit, you know, two seats away from them sure. to make sure they don't eat like a pig, yep. or you know, aren't obnoxious. And then finally, you walk over and you go, "Hi." Uh, this was, you know, obviously before the internet, uh, so that they didn't have opportunities to know what you looked like. I had a date at a ground round one time too, so we have that in common. All right, ground round is the place to be. Yeah, yeah. especially when, uh, like, like my girlfriend, she goes, uh, "Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to date a celebrity who makes fives of dollars." Yeah, that too. <laughs> Take me to the yeah. nearest Chipotle, please. But the, the women are going to get real turned on with a floor covered in peanut shells. <laughs> they they love that. Gets them oh, hot. Yeah. yeah. Take me to Texas Roadhouse tomorrow. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be uh, partly cloudy to mostly sunny this afternoon with a high of... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 in Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Chance of showers and some sunshine today. Same for tomorrow. Highs in the 80s. And then uh, a big, bad, ugly hurricane for Sunday and Monday. You know, it's the first hurricane, by the way, that would hit New England since, do you know what year? 1901. 91. Ah, I was off by one number. You were close. Uh, There were two hurricanes that hit New England that year. One was, of course, the perfect storm, (laughs) which didn't have a name, Hmm. which I found interesting. I was just looking at this a few minutes ago, and apparently... It started off as just a tropical storm, and then it absorbed another hurricane as it got closer to shore. But it was known as the no-name storm or the perfect storm. It didn't have a name. Huh. And then there was another hurricane two months earlier that hit New England called Bob. Huh. So there you go. Well, Bob. we had Hurricane Irene back in 2011. Uh, Direct yep. hit on New England, though? Or no. was that more? No. Yeah. Oh, we had, uh, uh, yeah, it was, because we had all that rain. We had rain for for days. Well, I think they talk about, like, where the eye eye strikes. And I don't think that one struck New England. But I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, hey, speaking of rain, on Sunday, uh, Kiss is performing at the Xfinity Theater, and we have tickets to that show. Oh, an outdoor movie, uh, an outdoor concert in a hurricane. Hey, you know what? I went and saw Poison down there uh, during a, a complete rain out. And uh-huh. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Well, then maybe so. this will be the same. Can so, rock uh, me like a hurricane, right? I have a pair of tickets for Rock 102. Maybe some sun and definitely some clouds and possibly some rain uh, for today and tomorrow. Uh, also going to remain humid uh, with highs in the 80s. Sunday and Monday, a hurricane. So that's what you have to look forward to. 72 now in downtown Springfield. So I saw uh, a couple of different stories uh, earlier this morning, one of which is a, an editorial in the Los Angeles Times that uh, was written by a doctor. And uh, he's an emergency room doctor, 
He, he writes of how he is treating a patient, a male patient, who tested positive for coronavirus 10 days prior to this examination. The man is under 50 years old. Mm-hmm. He is uh, experienced shortness of breath. He has COVID. His wife and he both decided not to get vaccinated. And the, the doctor writes in this uh, opinion column, last year a case like this would have flattened me. I would have wrestled with the sadness of how unfair life was, battled with the angst of how unlucky this man was. This year, I struggle to find sympathy. You know, I, I know the phrase, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, mm-hmm. but um, if I think about who my worst enemy is, there's not many things I wouldn't wish on them. <laughs> Uh, You're such a heartfelt guy. Well, so there's there's this other doctor in Texas who has publicly stated that he will not treat people who have refused to be vaccinated. There are stories on the news every night of hospitals being overwhelmed, ICUs that are full, hospital staffs that are at the brink of, of complete failure because the larger portion of people that are being hospitalized with COVID did not get vaccinated. And, and, and this other doctor in Texas is saying, we need to start triaging people this way. That if you didn't get the vaccination by your personal choice, because, you know, then you get into the gray area of, well, were these minorities? Are they low income? Were they not able to get the vaccination? Did they want it but couldn't get it? Uh, well, there's other people who really can't and cannot receive a right. vaccine for whatever, if they're going through treatments yep. or something like that. Yep, and th- and that we need to make that distinction. And uh, although if a person comes to the hospital and they have uh, symptoms and they're sick, you hear how many times have you heard in the last couple of months since the surge began of people who were anti-vaxxers now begging for the vaccine as they're lying in the hospital? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't I don't know that I have a problem doing that under these circumstances. You know, I would not necessarily in the past have said. I don't think a smoker deserves lung cancer treatments, or I don't believe an alcoholic should have liver treatments. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't have hospital systems collapsing because of alcoholics and smokers. We do have them on the brink of collapse because of COVID, and we now know that if you get the vaccine. Your likelihood of dying or being hospitalized is nearly eliminated. Well, my question is, if you don't believe in vaccines, why are you even going to a hospital? Because, well, because those are the uh, same people that have recommended and uh, you know are part of that whole group of science yeah. people that you don't believe. But they have other treatments for the people who have COVID. I don't believe what they, I'm, I'm speaking as though I'm one of them. I don't believe that the vaccine is going to prevent me from getting COVID. I don't think we have enough uh, study. I don't think enough time has passed by. I want to wait until the FDA approves it, and, uh, and, and I'm not going to get it until then. However, 
when they are told they have COVID and they have symptoms, then they become hospitalized. All Then their belief is, okay, but between uh, remdesivir and the uh, hydro, whatever that stuff was called. Chloroquine. Yeah, there are ways that I can be treated. That's why they go to a hospital. It's like, it's like the people who say, you know, defund the police, but uh, the day they find themselves getting robbed, Who's the first person they're going to call? Well, you call the uh, the fire department. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I really, I don't, I don't know that I have a problem with this under these circumstances. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when you go into a hospital, you can't be refused treatment. Mm-hmm. That's we've set those laws up that way, mm-hmm. where whether you can pay or not, or or whatever. But we don't have those kind of laws in place for anything like that, like you were saying about like alcoholics uh, not uh, getting liver treatments or something like that. But, you know, do you refuse? Do you go against what you already have going for you? You know, well, the, uh, the, 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 you can't refuse treatment to somebody who shows up in a hospital. But what's the definition of treatment? I mean, if, uh, if somebody comes into the emergency room, and, you know, waits the amount of time the average person has to wait to even be seen by a doctor, and then the doctor sees them and says, oh, yeah, uh, you know, they run a COVID test. Yeah, uh, you got COVID. You're positive. Uh, Here's a prescription for this remdesivir. Get the hell out of here. All right, so let's put yourself in the situation of uh, being the police officer. How many times have we heard that, uh, you know, police officer uh, shoots a criminal who Mm. brandished a gun, uh, you know, completely justifiable yeah. shooting, and then the officer goes to give that person treatment. Yeah, because he's bound to by duty. That's his. That's that's part of the yeah, job. Yeah, but I think you're mixing a moral aspect of this. Not really. In between it. Not really, because again, uh, just as I said with the smokers and the alcoholics, they didn't bring our healthcare system to the brink of collapse. It didn't happen so in such a large group at one time that that our system almost fell apart. Now we have ICUs that are full. We have medical staff that are exhausted, that are quitting, that are that are going on strike, that are not capable. We have hospitals that are not capable of taking one more patient because they are full. That's a different story. There's not that many people, despite what the news might make you think, being shot by the police. There's not that many people dying of alcoholism or smoking that we have to do these kinds of things. But when people are dying by the hundreds uh, on a daily basis, then that is an unprecedented. There's no precedent, baby. It's it's unprecedented, and it requires an unprecedented response. Here, here's another thing for you. I was shopping at a gift store in Agawam yesterday, picking up something for a married couple friends of mine, and uh, you know, it had w- one of those plastic barriers between mm-hmm. me or any of the customers and the people working there. Yeah. Well, according to a New York Times article, these yep. anti-COVID plastic barriers probably don't help and may make things worse. I read that article yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It is kind of interesting. They did a lot of these tests. And, uh, and showed, you know, how much of this stuff that's coming out of you as you're speaking is actually working its way around the sides yep. of those barriers or bouncing off of them 
and then hitting the people behind you. Yeah, so there's a difference, like you said, John, between spitballs. Okay, it might catch those, right. but it's but not going to— the aerosols. Gonna, exactly right. It won't get the aerosols. Yep. And then there was another article this morning of another uh, radio host who, you know, was on the air for the last year, uh, last six months, spouting about how the vaccine was the sign of the devil, mm-hmm. and he's the now ma- dead. Mark of the beast. Mark of the beast. That's a, yeah. That's yeah this is a Christian broadcaster, yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's the you know that's the ones where I say, yeah, you know, I think I probably could. Uh, wish something on my worst enemy. If he's my worst enemy, I clearly have no use for him. Yeah, but you don't even know that guy. No, no, not this guy, but no. but still, if that's if your attitude was that the the vaccine was the what of the beast? Uh, mark of the mark beast. of the beast. You're not <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to say something that I know is going to sound horribly insensitive, but <laughs> what stopped you in the past? You're not entitled to care for COVID because you had an opportunity to prevent yourself from getting it. You had an opportunity to prevent yourself from being hospitalized or dying from it. You chose not to, and this is your lot. How can you be surprised by that? I'm not getting your stabbing thing with your microchip inside of it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I don't get it. I mean, if, 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 First of all, I mean, hospitals do this all the time. Doctors do this all the time. That's what triaging is. You you decide who the most needs, who is in the most need of care right now. If it's an individual who's having an inability to breathe, or 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 their heartbeat has uh, gone out of whack, or uh, you know, those would be two very good examples. Yeah, and if you got versus a pap- the guy with a sprained ankle or a paper cut, yeah then obviously they're going to be taking the te- the people who are in far worse condition. And if so, fat so, if you're there for something that you got that you could have prevented. You're talking to me? You're going behind the guy with the sprained ankle. And then there's this Texas mom who lost her battle against COVID-19. She was one of these anti-vaxxers, unvaccinated, yep. and now she's saying, well, she said right before she passed away, make sure my kids get vaccinated. Yeah, her three kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leaving leaving the father and husband now behind with three children mm-hmm. uh, because she didn't want to get the vaccine. I, I just, I, I don't. But she had a change of mind right before she passed away. Well, they all do. I, I really, uh, you know, it's... I, I, I have not met anybody personally yet who has who has expressed to me an adamant uh, feeling against the vaccine. Maybe oh, I don't go to the right places. I have, I I have, have friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have yeah. friends. Yep. No, I have not yet. I told you, my brother, sitting there smoking cigarettes and drinking martinis, mm. uh, don't get the vaccine. It's going to be so bad for you putting that poison into your body. Well, I have a brother who didn't want to either, and then when he was informed he couldn't come to my mother's 80th birthday party, he went out and got it. So yeah. uh, obviously his principles were a bit fluid. Well, it uh, shows devotion to his family. It, it does, but it's still, you know, you still question their sanity. <laughs> I, I have a college buddy who, you know, thinks that it was developed too quickly to be 100% foolproof, and also... His family getting the shots. He's 
avoided getting it so far, but doesn't want it for his daughter because it's he thinks it's unproven as to the potential health risks well, when it comes to pregnancies among women. I've read plenty of stories of uh, uh, kids. By that, I mean, you know, 16, 17, uh, whose parents did not want them to get it, who went out and got it and and asked the person who provided it not to tell their parents. Yeah. And you're allowed to do that. If you're 16 or 17 years old, you're allowed to get the, the, the vaccine without your parents' permission or knowledge. Um, yeah, I mean, you you know, you've got people that are so split. They're, they're married couples, uh, let mm-hmm. alone siblings, families, married people. You know, the what was the one? Um, oh, oh no, that was something like baptized or something like that. I forget what it was. Where uh, the couple was divorced, and uh, what the hell was it? The wife had primary custody, and the child wanted something. It wasn't baptism, obviously, because uh, children are too young to make those choices. And uh, and and the man said, uh, if you allow the child to do this, I will fight you for custody mm-hmm. or, or I won't pay you uh, child support anymore. You know, so, I mean, there are issues out there that completely divide couples. But uh, if you're living together and bringing the virus into the house and infecting people who want the uh, the vaccine, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have a problem seeing some of these people charged with criminal uh, offenses. but that probably won't happen. It's uh, 821 at Rock 102. Hang on. Since this new website is turning the CBD industry upside down, its name sometimes comes out that way. Ordinarily, it's wehelpyouhelpothers.com. However, there's nothing ordinary about this site. Locally sourced CBD oils. Purchase online. A portion of every sale is donated to a local charity. Started by a farm in Deerfield to help you and to help you help others. Wehelpyouhelpothers.com. It's good for you. It's good for others. Hey. Oh, you know, you were just talking about this whole vaccine thing. Uh Uh, Fox News, whose uh, top personalities have for months assailed the concept of vaccine passports and argue that asking about vaccine status amounts to a major intrusion of privacy, told its employees this week that they must disclose their vaccination status to the company. Yeah. Well. It just seems kind of, you know. uh, Even the crazy people can be... (laughs) <laughs> turned around well sometimes. i mean if that's your platform and if that's your you know you're infringing upon my rights why are you not doing that yourself mm-hmm. you should be just letting the employees run amok in the company no more muck las vegas raiders in the nfl are going to require proof of vaccination for attending games this year that's going to attending sl- games yeah it's going to slow up the process for fans entering the stadium right well uh what is it the atlanta falcons who are the first team in the nfl to be completely vaccinated mm-hmm. i think uh, that's what they said a few days ago yeah i mean you're gonna you're gonna start seeing more and more places that are gonna require proof of uh of vaccination to get in although there's also been there are a lot of places that are doing that already. And then you hear stories about, uh, you know, def- depending on which entrance you went in or which security person you got, uh, because it wasn't being blanketly enforced. You know, it's amazing, too, how amaz- how much this virus ebbs and flows. Israel was once considered to be, you know, a safe place and wasn't experiencing much many positive reactions now they're having a huge surge in israel yep. of, of covid yeah it's uh it's crazy crazy stuff um it's also 826 at rock 102 
Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true icons. Is this about us, the Bax and O'Brien Show, finally getting inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame after 26 years? No, you ninny. I'm talking about bacon and brews. Really? You have this ninny's full attention. Please continue. Join us at the Log Cabin in Holyoke on Sunday, August 22nd from noon to 3 p.m. for lots of bacon and craft beer. So you're saying that they will have all kinds of bacon-inspired deliciousness prepared by the Log Cabin chefs at a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to please the palate? Sure, that's the long version of it. And uh, what if we also had live music from the James Paul Band and the Double Dose of Dave? I cannot see why not. Will they have party games and more? Yeah, great. You get on that and tell me how to get tickets. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. Remember, you've got to be over 21 or older to attend with a positive ID. Bacon and Brews, driven by Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, August 22nd at the Log Cabin in Holyoke with Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Planet Fitness, Flamingo Motorsports, The Wash Doctors, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's time to toast your day with your favorite top toasty and tasty eats from Dunkin'. You could top your day with a new bacon-topped avocado toast, or you could warm up to an avocado toast or grilled cheese melt. Whatever food mood you're in, there's something on the Dunkin' menu for you to make today toasty. America runs on Dunkin'. Neighbors helping neighbors. It's the bedrock of the Springfield community. And if you own a small business, you'll be happy to hear that one of your neighbors wants to help you get going and growing again. Common Capital is helping businesses recover and develop through small business loans, and your Springfield business may even qualify for partial loan forgiveness. Let your neighbors at Common Capital help you bounce back. Go to commoncapitalma.org. Common Capital is a nonprofit community loan fund and SBA microlender at commoncapitalma.org. Looking for some fun outside this weekend? Visit the 99 Restaurant's new Beer Garden. Enjoy local brews, $5.99 appetizers, fun and games. The Nine's Beer Garden is open 3 to 6 on Fridays and 12 to 6 on Saturday and Sunday. The 99, always the real deal. Your car, your home, your business too. Quadroinsurance.com is for you. The service is, is great because... Number one, they're a mile away from us. They're all right here in town. We're not on a phone talking to somebody in Hartford or somewhere else. Everybody over there knows their business. It's very simple to just either drive over or pick up a phone or call. It's uh, very helpful. Quadroinsurance.com is for you. Having a hankering for some good local pub food? Mosey on down to the Whiskey Barrel in South Hadley, serving up homemade burgers, loaded baked potatoes, and some of your favorite sides. The Whiskey Barrel in South Hadley. Go on, get on down there. It is 829 at Rock 102, and it is time for news. Now, even though uh, Hurricane Henri is expected to hit the region on Sunday and Monday, skies are clear for the pancake breakfast tomorrow morning, the world's largest pancake breakfast tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Judy's got that inside uh, thing, you know. She 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 does not uh, her her events generally do not get rained out. Generally, I mean, there have been pancake breakfasts that did get rained out and fireworks that did as well. But uh, for the most part, I think I think Judy's got a direct line up there. I think she does. Yeah, so good for her. You know uh, what? I uh, speaking of uh, up there. So um, in this room they put me in, mm-hmm. this uh, studio they put me in by, uh, down the hall. Yeah. The main studio where you guys are is underneath the conference room. Yeah. Which is really not being used anymore. You know, COVID has kind of brought an end to uh, large attending meetings. Um, my room 
is directly below the sales office, and uh, I can hear all their conversations. All right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good? surprised at how clearly. I mean, I have a vent right above my head. So can you? Uh, but is it just like, no, 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 no? It's, it's like, words and and really? uh, Oh yeah, yeah. They're talking about us too, so, and it's not very good. John O'Brien is going to yeah. be out the door this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear? <laughs> hey, speaking about boardrooms and meeting rooms, did you see this new thing? Facebook has unveiled. No, of it's course. called it's called Horizon Workrooms. It's a virtual reality app that lets you and your coworkers feel as if. You're sitting around a table in a conference room. This thing apparently puts up to 16 VR headsets that users need to use, and then it puts you in a virtual conference room, and each person is represented by a customized avatar. So essentially, you're watching and participating in a virtual boardroom meeting mm. with cartoon characters while you're at work yeah or at home i guess the well that's what i mean would the vr headsets work at home or do you have to be in the building it's a good question the oculus uh quest headset device starts at 299 yeah. by the way so it's gonna be very expensive for sure. any business to and i think you do have to be in the building and you have to be in the building yeah probably that just sounds kind of creepy yeah, yeah. It, it is a little weird. It is a little weird. Unless my avatar could be like a, you know, big, bulky bodybuilder. Hey, I assume you could choose whatever avatar you want, John. Mm -hmm. A uh, Connecticut nurse was sentenced in federal court in Springfield for tampering with liquid morphine prescribed to a patient. Uh, 42-year-old Daniel Danielle Works of Stafford Springs was sentenced by U.S. District Court Judge uh, the Maestro to 20 months in prison and three years of supervised release. On March 30, 2021, Works pleaded guilty to one count of tampering with a consumer product. Uh, Miss Works took morphine away from a hospice patient who instead received diluted uh, morphine in her final hours of life. It's hard to imagine a more vulnerable victim. So. Yeah, I read this story yesterday, and, and, and even the Maestro was saying uh, how much sympathy he has. This is a woman who had uh, some kind of an injury. I forget whether it was a car accident or, or what it was, but she was very severely injured and, and has permanent uh, like back damage, discs or, or whatever, vertebra. And she was put on painkillers after surgery. And as you hear so often in these uh, opioid overdose cases, how many times people are legitimately taking the opioids and then at some point the doctors cut them off and they say that's it you can't have any more and the people are still in pain and that's what this woman was I, she was going from job to job to job because the need for health care workers in the past year and a half has been such that they weren't really vetting the reasons why she left the earlier job but you know she wasn't just stealing this stuff to get high. I mean, she eventually developed a, an addiction, obviously, but it was to deal with pain. And it, it was actually a very sad story. And, and even the maestro was saying, you know, I, I'd rather, I, I don't think putting addicted people in prison is the best option. Okay. Well, it depends how dangerous What they about are. the person who was dying? I know. And uh, uh, it you was know. dead now. Right, but yeah. I mean, you know, if you've ever had uh, the experience of watching someone die, it's not pretty. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, people go through a severe amount of pain, and that's what that medication is for. So if you're taking that medication away, you're making them suffer longer than they have to. Right. That, no, you're absolutely right. And so, that's why our system is so wrong. I don't know. We if, allow people to die naturally when we know there's no hope. But I don't know if I was a family member of that victim I know. that I would have a lot of sympathy for somebody who stole the medication and is still alive. I, it's not unlike the conversation we just had 15 minutes ago. You know, I yeah. mean, there's so much for this. I don't wish things on my worst enemy. Yes, I do. But you have a sympathy for a drug addict who... Uh, not, that's not what I said. And first of all, I didn't present her as a drug addict. I presented her as a drug-dependent individual who uh, unfortunately was shut off by her doctors. That's a drug addict is what that is. Yeah, uh, okay. A Holyoke woman won $320,000 playing Keno on Wednesday night. According to the Mass State Lottery, uh, Sharon Miner of Holyoke matched all the numbers in a nine-spot game. She played a $2 ticket and played the Kino bonus for an additional $2, and the Kino bonus multiplier for that draw was four times. She matched nine out of nine for the $1 wager, $40,000 prize. Since it was a $2 wager, that becomes $80,000 plus the additional four times multiplier, $320,000. Now, is this, a, is this a person who uh, spends their afternoons sitting at a table inside the convenience store playing this game? Well, there was, So she's actually $330,000 in the hole? It was sold <laughs> at a Cumberland Farms, so yeah. uh, usually they don't have tables for you to sit around and play the game all day. You're right. It would be great to tote up the wins and losses and mm-hmm. come up with a bottom line on that. And by the way, does she get the whole three? 20 or whatever no, it is, Steve, or is a portion of that. No, yeah. she'll get uh, taxes, taxes yeah. and uh, more taxes and, and uh, taxes additional taxes of, of the taxes. And then uh, and then taxes on top of that. Yeah. Hey, you know. Uh, she'll end up with like six bucks. They had that concert in the park last night. Yeah, I well, you know, I saw this scroll on 22 News earlier this morning, but I also saw the scroll that said a press conference is being held right now to discuss something about Forest Park safety. And clearly it was last night's scroll that they didn't bother to update this morning. So I know that the uh, Court Square concert was canceled. Mm -hmm. The uh, Aquanet concert at Destination Bike Night was canceled. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, you have to do this because of all the setup work that needs to be done. The, the, The lead singer of Aquanet lives in Rhode Island. So I mean, she has to she has to commute to these gigs. So you got to cancel it within you know several hours, and, and it's unfortunate because I texted both of those people who were in charge of those concerts when the sun was out at seven o'clock right. and said, "Boy, it'd be a great night to go outside for live music." Well, this was moved from Forest Park's amphitheater to the Barney Estate. So oh, okay, it gave the concert goers some protection from the rain. They have like a like a tent set up yep. outside of there for like weddings and things uh-huh. like that. So they probably just put them all under that. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not gonna be able to do that on Sunday. I mean, you know, usually I like to go to Sunny's Sunday afternoon. They have music from three to six. Well, you'll be at Bacon and Brews, won't you? Uh, no, because that's indoors and it will be too crowded. Oh, so you can't. go. I'm not going. No. The uh, popular D. Riley performed. Uh, like I said, the concert was moved from the amphitheater to the Barney Estate. Uh, giving uh, concert goers protection from the rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Huntington concert series was moved inside, too. Yeah. Well, was- when you can do that, it's nice. I mean, you know, even mentioning Sonny's, Sonny's has an indoor pavilion, and that's probably where they'll put the music. But, uh, you know, we're talking about a hurricane. 
A uh, man who had been apparently living in a storage unit was found dead from multiple stab wounds, Massachusetts officials said yesterday. WBZ-TV reports the body of 54-year-old Paul Weaver was discovered in the storage facility in Milford on Tuesday. The station says it's unclear how long he'd been living there and that the body was discovered by someone else with access to another unit in the building. Worcester County Attorney Joseph Early Jr. had said uh, if, had not said if authorities have identified a suspect, but the medical examiner has ruled the death a homicide. Was State- he, his body actually found in the storage container? Uh, not not container, but you know uh, these places generally either have outdoor access or a hallway access, and both of those are usually under video surveillance. Was the body inside the storage? Con- I say container, but I don't want you to think I'm talking about like a like a tractor trailer. Truck. It said inside the unit. The unit. So That's the word I was. Looking it for. could have been a smell, yeah. and then somebody smelled that. Yeah. Because I would imagine you wouldn't be locking that storage unit if you were going in and out of it. Probably. Well, I don't know. Depends. If you're living in it, you might. I want to see this on an episode of Storage Wars. Yeah, where they open it up. They open it up, and they're. What are you doing? I'm living in here. Well, hell, I'll. uh, I could take seven hundred dollars for that guy, that stabbed guy right there. (laughs) How much? How much will you? How much will you value this at? Yeah, seven hundred thousand dollars. Da 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 da. You don't have enough. I have plenty. On. He survived a hit from a rocket-propelled grenade while serving uh, the U.S. Armed Forces in 2009. Now veteran Michael Vasquez has beat the odds again, remaining alive after a skydiving accident. Wow. On August 13th, his parachute got caught in the tire of his wheelchair, spinning him out of control during his last jump of the day in Whiteright, a town in uh, Grayson County, Texas. Vasquez had uh, tried releasing the tangled parachute so he could pull his reserve parachute, the main parachute was partially detached, and the reserve parachute did not release. Oh. So Vasquez relied on the semi-inflated, partially attached main parachute to soften his landing. He said, the uh, tangled parachute slowed me down, and I landed about uh, 12 miles per hour. It definitely saved my life. I hit the ground, and I could feel the impact. I knew not to move from the position that I landed and waited for emergency help to arrive. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he was a wounded veteran, uh, and he wanted to do this skydiving thing, and this is what happens. I needed a parachute on my bike Monday night. That would have saved me. Nah, I don't know about that. But, um, but also, uh, you know, what kind of shocks did that uh, did the wheelchair have on it? Well, he did go to Midas uh, before, uh, you know, got the shocks and the struts. Yeah. On well, the, but on the did he did he land wheels down? It sounded like he did. It yeah. sounds like he did land him, and uh, he was brought to a medical center. Uh, Vasquez was diagnosed with a femur fracture after the accident, Ooh. multiple spinal fractures. Jeez. But he's already paralyzed, too, so I don't think he felt that, oh, that okay. much. Right. Orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons focused on treating his injuries and preserving Vasquez's previous mobility. He lost the use of his legs when he was wounded uh, fighting in the Middle East nine years ago. Since returning home, he's focused on becoming a licensed skydiver and jumping from airplanes across the U.S. Oh, man, there's man. a guy with nine lives right yeah. there. Yeah. I'm always very impressed by people uh, who suffer such a, a debilitating injury Yeah, that they continue to do things that, like, I don't think I would be able to do I know stuff I like that. Not, not be able to. I wouldn't have the will to. Yeah, like I would be so depressed from right. the debilitating injury that I wouldn't want to do any mm-hmm. of that stuff. And it would take you so long. 
you know, the ones uh, that impress me like are the ones with prosthetics. And it's just, it's like, it would take me so long to get past the depression of not having, let's say uh, a leg and then combine that with the amount of time it takes for the physical therapy to be able to use the leg just, just to walk, uh, let alone the, the idea of being able to, you know, move beyond that. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed by people like that. You've got no arms. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> Come on, you pansy. Uh, zoos offer people the chance to learn and gawk at wild animals secured in a cage. And now there's a reverse zoo where wild animals can gawk at humans while they're secured in a cage. It's like a reverse peephole. Yeah. Yeah. A fish eye. Sees all. all. A flying sanctuary called GG Conservation in South Africa offers a package where people can go into a plexiglass cage at the center of a lair with 77 rescued lions. Three people can fit into the cage at once, and you're in there for 45 minutes. (laughs) The sanctuary has done this for about two years, and they say safety is a top priority. (laughs) That said, they also warn visitors that they cannot guarantee how the lions will react. Yeah, but do I? Am I wearing a meat suit? No, the lions will jump onto the cage uh, so it's regularly inspected by an engineer to make sure it can hold their weight, which can be up to 570 pounds. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that thing. Just like they have those plexiglass uh, floors where, you you know, walk out. Oh, my God. I can't. No, I can't do it. Well, the thing thing with this is, you know, obviously you said the, the, the lions will get on top of it. So they, they must have created some type of a step. Uh, thing where the lion goes up this incline. But I mean, how many times have you gone to a zoo, uh, Disney or wherever, and uh, the animals never move? You know, I mean, yeah. they just lay in there because they're going to get fed. They, they're they going to be taken care of. They spend the whole day just relaxing. <laughs> you, you know, you spend whatever it costs to go inside this box with two other people and the lions never come anywhere near you. Yeah. Put me in a meat suit and I'll go. That's a, that happened, uh, we went as a family to uh, a zoo up in Syracuse about eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing anything. No. He was laying there. One's no. got his uh, boys hanging out going, mm-hmm. hey, check this out, huh? Yeah. Like, uh, like a little lion flash, huh? Or, or the uh, gorillas. You know, you go there. Those things, uh, the younger ones are usually moving around. Steve, that's the Rosamond Gifford Zoo, I think you're talking about in Syracuse. I thought it was the Burnett Park Zoo. Maybe the Burnett Park. Well, in, in any case, uh, Jim Rodeo, again, your former uh, partner, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. and mine, we were we were a human exhibit one time at he that zoo. He belongs in a zoo. As a promotion that we conducted with that yeah. zoo. We sat inside a cage for an entire day. I'm surprised he got out. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's like. Can't we do something to make these animals move? Well, if you want to do this, it uh, ranges from 130 to $200. Yeah, no thanks. With the uh, profits going towards the care of the lions. Yeah. Not the care of the people who might get hurt by the no, lions. No, no. That's why they're telling you they can't guarantee your safety. That's why I told you, I kind of mentioned it a little bit this morning earlier. Disney is now, uh, they're eliminating their Fast Pass. They're getting rid of the Fast Pass. And they are uh, going to have what's called a Max Pass, which... Oh, a Maxi Pass. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've worn those Uh before. Okay. Uh, You will be able to go to the front of the line. This thing initially cost $10, and then when so many people bought them, they said, hey, wait a minute, let's make it $20. So it's $20, 
It creates a personalized itinerary for you based on your selected preferences, and you are shown uh, wait times and wait time forecasts, but then you are allowed to go to the front of the line for an extra $20 after you've already paid, like it says here, uh, an average of $500 for a family of four. That's ridiculous. Yeah, just another money grab for Disney. Well, uh, most people with money uh, get better advantages than people with no no money. That is true. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be cloudy with uh, maybe some sunshine throughout the day, high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 86. And then Sunday and Monday, Hurricane Henri blesses us with its presence. We're going to see lots of rain from that. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your home is overdue for some upgrades, but contractor horror stories make you keep putting the work on your